Hi there, I'm Sadia. Welcome to Episode 7, Season 2 of Level On Up. In this ep, I'll be having a chat to the lovely Beck Sandridge. And good news is, if you're on Facebook or on YouTube, this interview is available. Just look up Level On Up on Facebook and Instagram and Just Sadia on YouTube. Let's get straight into the chat. Ready to take things to a new level? This is Level On Up with Sadia. Welcome, Beck. How are you going? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing just dandy. Now, before we clicked on the record button, I think it's been three years since we've had a chat. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time coming, that's for sure. So you've been keeping fans waiting for music and now it's finally here. What really is the cost of love, I must ask? Oh, Mate, <laughs> I feel like uh, it's a good question. I'm still on the search. Um, yeah, I, honestly, I feel like I'm hoping that the next album can answer that question. The question still remains. <laughs> so what was this song inspired by or who? I, f- I feel like it was definitely um, a song inspired by the classic uh, singer-songwriter breakup uh, thing. Um, and, yeah, it was kind of about a time where I was in a somewhat, I guess, codependent relationship where I felt like I was losing myself and my partner was losing themselves. And, you know, and it kind of gets to the point where you're like, how much do we pour of ourselves into this um, and is that worth it? Um, in the long run and I guess you don't really ever know until you exhaust all options Um, so yeah that's kind of what the song is about. I guess it's a different process for each individual but how does it feel releasing a song like that and being so vulnerable with your fans and and people out there? Yeah I I mean I feel like it feels good uh, in a way like I did write the song maybe like a year and a half ago so there's been enough time to distance myself from it and have a bit of perspective and um, I don't know I think it's always good and healthy to think about what part you've played in a dynamic too and um, yeah for me like writing songs about my relationships and my friendships and my family is all very selfish and but also very cathartic um so it's uh, healing and it makes a profit (laughs) (laughs) it makes 0.007 cents on spotify huge (laughs) Um, this is just one of you've got a few songs uh coming out because you've got an ep coming out in october yep what correct what can fans expect of that or we're all going to be surprised uh, um, maybe a bit of column A, column B. It's um, called Lost Dog, um, and it is the EP is just bookmarking that period of my life where I was in that on and off relationship. Um, but I think the songs this time around are definitely more meaty. I think like each song kind of wears its own jacket, um, and I got to work with some of my favorite singer songwriters on my bucket list, which is really cool. Um, the next EP or the next single, I think, is like a duet with um, Andy Bull, who I love. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of really cool people that I got to work with. Dave Jenkins Jr., who um, has been a long-term collaborator, produced this um, record with me. And, um, 
yeah, he's amazing. And Lucy, who's an amazing songwriter in her own right, has worked with like Dua Lipa and Daniel Johns and stuff. So like, it was a really cool moment where I just got to fangirl out hard and work with amazing people, uh, which was so nice. And obviously they didn't, um, you know, ruin the expectations because you're quite happy talking about them. Um, I'm, I'm sure you would have learned a lot of things from them along the way too. A hundred percent. Like I think a lot of the time I, I am very um, insular and I, I do like working on my own. So I feel like this EP was a nice push over the edge in terms of just letting people in. And I think when you work with the right people and have the right community around you, um, it's so much fun. So this EP, I just got to play essentially um, and be a big kid, which is the coolest. Now, it's been a bit crazy in the world the last couple of years. How did you manage to record this EP with all of that going on and getting in contact with these people? Because it's not as easy as what it was three years ago. Yeah, I think we definitely collaged a lot of it together. So some of the vocal takes like we did in my bedroom, I recorded in my bedroom under my doona. Um, And most of it was recorded in Dave and Lucy's apartment in Clavelli. So the trick was kind of making something shit sound expensive um in in their living room as their newborn baby was crying the background um which was really fun it was you know I've always liked doing stuff a bit DIY simply because I'm you know an independent artist and releasing things um out of my own pocket so it was a fun challenge um and we got to have little fish and chibi sandwiches in in the middle of making everything so it was all yeah just really nice relaxed creation i guess and that that just adds another layer to the memories of recording it all and and looking back and going we were doing this when when you know we recorded that track so that's quite a fun experience um have you had to travel um you know overseas or anywhere in the last couple of years to to get this ep done no, we kind of flung like we flung the tracks over via the internet. Um, Good old internet. To, yeah, the old internet. Don't know if you've heard of that one. Uh, uh, yeah, we to Jeff Swan in the UK, and he kind of just mixed his own little magic at the end, and the rest was pretty in the flesh somehow. Um, I feel like we were able to just uh, do things on the weekends when lockdowns were lifted and then they came back down and we just held off and I did stuff in my bedroom and then they'll lift it again and I'd, you know, we somehow just weaseled them in when the lock- the lockdowns lifted over here in New South Wales. So, um, yeah, we, we just got it done. <laughs> I bet you're keen to get out and do some shows. You've got some shows in August. Have you done any others recently? Oh, I feel like we have we 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 played a show in Brisbane and one in Sydney at like the Factory Theatre, but we've been pretty laying pretty low, just kind of holding off until um, Cost of Love came out, and then um, yeah, hitting Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Canberra, and then hopefully Europe in September. So that's um, exciting. Yeah, I'm just waiting to book flights, so um, we'll see we'll see what happens. Now, back to the single, uh, Cost of Love, there's a music video attached to it, is there? Yeah, there's a little visualiser. It's kind of, we um, filmed it at like a horse riding ranch in my hometown, like in Helensburg, and 
we just got the local tippy to drop off a couple of tons of dirt and uh i'm standing at the end of it and my friends are just throwing dirt at my face so so that's that's the concept. At least they're doing it to you front on, not behind your back. Like you've got to look at the positives. <laughs> True. I think I think like the concept was like I woke up one night and I was like, that'll be so funny standing at the end of a red carpet and then my pals are just shoveling dirt at my face. Like the the idea in my head was that you know when you're in a relationship and you're kind of just constantly digging at at yourselves and each other and the glamorization of your part that you play, I guess, and then it's like actually we're just throwing our own shit at each other. So, so yeah. who was the first <laughs> friend to put their hand up to say, yep, I'll throw stuff at you? you got to watch <laughs> yeah, I feel, them. Like I feel like there were too many offers, actually, <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention it. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch out for those friends. Um, did you learn any new hobbies or catch up on any TV series uh, while in isolation? To be honest, I'm a huge Bachelor fan, which is probably going to just cancel me immediately. Um, but I just think the straightness of it and the seriousness of the show is so comedic. Um, so I just went into all of the Bachelor seasons. Um, and then what else did I do during COVID? Side of eat pizza. I think, oh, I did learn one one skill, I'm not a very good cook. I kind of grew up in a, like, canton, stir-fry, dolmio, pasta kind of household. Um, but I learned how to make gnocchi during um, my lockdown, and it's, like, my one signature dish to the day that I die. Well, um, you should be proud of that because not many people can pull gnocchi off. Oh, it's pretty – like, I mostly am a shit cook, but <laughs> I must admit this is pretty – delicious that sounds impressive <laughs> um <laughs> what's something people would be uh well you know the little internet thing we we're just talking about before what would they find uh, interesting about you that they wouldn't find on the internet Ooh. i don't know about interesting like maybe it's incredibly nerdy and boring but um during oh the last year i've started studying a master's in music therapy which is like my one other like passion project, I guess. Um, like a, it's just such amazing work. I've been working in like a dementia ward and um, just seeing the way that music can operate in that space and just where residents kind of just come alive and they are able to remember, you know, their childhood is so amazing. So um, I guess that's one thing that not many people know is that I'm studying to be a music therapist. Well, in a lot of ways, you kind of already were being a musician because obviously when people <laughs> listen to a song, they relate and, you know, brings back memories, it creates new memories. Um, mm. And it's therapeutic as an artist to be able to write that. So it's a pretty cool experience to find out the other side of the scale, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's just nice making or playing music in a non less selfish capacity where I'm not singing about my own feelings and... Uh, just hanging out with old people. Like there's so many stories um, and so many huge legends in um, aged care facilities. And, um, yeah, it's such an honour to hang out with um, those residents and play music with them. Love and, a bit of Frank Sinatra and Patsy Cline. And you're learning along the way too because they'd have such great stories to share themselves. 
Totally. Yeah, it's, it's the best. Love it. So the next question on my list is what is next for you, Beck? Um, you've been quite busy, as we can see. EP, few shows lined up. What's planned after that? So I think, well, this week, actually, I'm just bunkering down and writing my next album. Um, so, yeah, just trying to finish another record and then um, just touring. Um, I guess that's kind of it, just writing more songs and having fun, hopefully. Well, that's the aim of the game, isn't it? Um, I, <laughs> I guess the hard part there would be after you've written all these songs is, is culling them all back and going, yep, that goes on the album. That's a process in itself, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I flung a bunch of songs to my manager and I was like, during lockdown, I was like, look, here they are. Here is my 20 songs over the two years. And she was like, nah, keep writing. So um, I think it's always hard. Like I think a lot of my favourite ones are not always the ones that other people like. So just trying to wring that sponge dry and then seeing what um, comes out, I guess. Um, but it is hard picking um what ones should fit together. Um, but I think it's kind of um, part of the process and part of the joy is like, you know, finding common threads and making it a, a more holistic piece. Um, yeah. Well, the good news is that even if it doesn't make it on this EP or the, or the next album, you've got plenty of material that I'm sure it might be relevant in a couple of years' time. That's the beauty of music, isn't it? Yeah, I'll have a bag full of D-sides. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for having a chat with me. If people want to find out more about you, where can they head? Um, just the old internet. You can um, just Google Beck Sandridge. Sounds like sandwich, um, but not um, on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, YouTube, all of the things. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I look after all of those so I can reply and we can hang out at shows and all that. And uh, just for the sake of the sandwich uh reference there you said you're not much of a cook if people want to show up to a show what kind of sandwiches do they bring you <laughs> i feel like i'm almost a strictly toasted sandwich person like I, the soft sandwich kind of freaks me out sometimes <laughs> um maybe because there's like a primary school trauma association of leaving a sandwich in with a banana and you know when it just gets a bit soggy and gross um but I feel like just a cheese toasted sandwich is the one. There you are. doesn't take much to impress you. And I'm sure that, um, good luck. Hopefully you'll get a few sandwiches at your next show. Fingers crossed. <laughs> you have a great one. Thanks for the chat. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Follow Level On Up podcast on Instagram.